This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, Hattie, 1057, the Fan Woman Crush Wednesday. Time to feed you some more football, NFL lunch style. Bob Eddie, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Joining us now to talk about the National Football League Combine coming up next week. Draft in a little more than two months. Free agency starts in less than a month. It never ends, man. It's a pigskin paradise. It was CBSSports.com on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's Ryan Wilson. Ryan, what's happening? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How's it going? All right, Doing all right. Just trying to spitball here about some potential free agent running backs coming to Baltimore since, you know, the football universe revolves around the Ravens. As you know, Ryan Wilson, but with Gus Edwards' free agency, J.K. Dobbins' free agency, Keaton Mitchell hurt, only Justice Hill on the roster. You got the Barkleys, you got the Jacobses, you got the Derrick Henrys, DeAndre Swift, who's become my new guy. Who would you suspect or expect the Ravens to make a run at, no pun intended, trying to fill what seems to be a gaping hole right now at that position? Yeah, I mean, it seems like a gaping hole when you look at the at the depth chart, but Todd Munkin, when he wants to run the ball, and uh, I talked to our buddy Tim Barbalix about this the other night, you know what happened in the playoffs, didn't run the ball. But when they do that, they're, you don't need a, an A-lister and no offense to Gus Edwards and, and company, you can you can run the ball effectively because of how the offense works, and of course Lamar Jackson being the the captain of that offense. All that said, I would not be surprised if you get a splash, like a Saquon Barkley type splash. Uh, you know, they went out and got Odell Beckham. He wasn't in his prime when he arrived in Baltimore, but he certainly was a contributor. And then at the end of the day, it's going to come down to to, to cost because Keaton Mitchell was an undrafted free agent. And he was incredibly effective when he was healthy, and, and that just underlines the uh, the talking point that we have every every year around this time about how you can, you can find running backs without having to overpay or overdraft them. Uh, I love the idea of, of Derrick Henry in that offense, just steamrolling guys. Cause uh, that's what he does. Um, but you mentioned Deandre Swift and he feels more like a fit for what they do in Baltimore. He'll be certainly more affordable than the other players almost certainly and, and come in and 
be able to make an impact as obviously a runner, but also in the pass game, which is something that Derrick Henry uh, isn't necessarily known for. He can do it, wasn't asked to do it a ton in Tennessee when he was there, and he's also a little older. But I think, you know, all options are on the table. At the end of the day, it's going to be price, and then maybe the, the plan is to, to find these guys in the draft, which it feels like the Ravens do a lot more of than, than signing big-name running backs. Staying in the division, the AFC North, what about the future of Nick Chubb in Cleveland and Joe Mixon in Cincinnati? Are they facing uncertain <clears throat> ones at this time? Well, uh, Nick Chubb obviously had that serious knee injury against the Steelers early in the season, and he, he didn't come back from it last year, nor was he expected to. But he's the best player on that offense. I mean, Joe Flacco was a fun story. He got him to the playoffs. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, the Cinderella story ended there. But I think if Nick Chubb had been healthy – I don't know what Joe Flacco's role would have been, if any, because he is so critical to what they do offensively. And, and uh, I give uh, that coach staff a lot of credit for leaning on Nick Chubb, uh, something they didn't do a few years ago when they were running Baker Mayfield out of town. Joe Mixon feels more like, uh, not a foregone conclusion, but maybe more likely to be on his way out of Cincinnati just because of the, the cost. And, again, the running back position is one where you can find these guys. Joe Mixon is an incredibly good player and played at a high level, but now you're paying Joe Burrow $55 million a year. Now you have to consider what you're going to do with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. And at some point, someone has to, to be the get the short end of the stick uh, financially in terms of the salary cap, and, and that could end up being Joe Mixon because, once again, you, you can find someone to give you 75% of that productivity for 15 to 20% of the cost. Hey, Ryan, what – What's your opinion? What are the Steelers going to do now that, you know, they got Arthur Smith as the OC? I'm guessing they want to run a football play action pass. Do they have a quarterback that fits that? Uh, no, <laughs> they do not. But they, I, I think Arthur Smith is actually a really good hire. And I think folks, Steelers fans get caught up on what happened in Atlanta. Just rewind a little further back to Tennessee and, and how good he was there. And sometimes guys are better coordinators than coaches. And right now, Arthur Smith looks like he's that guy. And that's not a bad thing. But he got the most out of a little in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill was had his best years there. Obviously, the running game was on point. So if you're sticking with the quarterback, and right now Kenny Pickett's the only one under contract, and you're going to sign a Tannehill or whomever to compete, I don't think that's in your best short-term or long-term interest. But let's say they go down that road, and then you're going to start drafting offensive tackles, and there'll be some guys at the bottom of the first round that can help you and and uh, get a center uh, later in the draft or through free agency. And then you just build around Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I, I would give serious consideration to trying to get Justin Fields. I would give serious consideration to perhaps drafting a quarterback at 20 or trading up for one if there's one that you truly love. But if you want to roll with Kitty Pickett in year three when he couldn't beat out Mason Rudolph in year two, you know, that's the decision you have to make and you have to live with uh, because last year was – Mostly a disappointment. You, you backdoored your way into the playoffs, and it ended like we all thought it would. But if you had a quarterback, maybe things end differently. All right, Ryan. This the strength of the draft. You talk about tackles. Is the the old, because I've heard like the O line is strong. Correct or not correct? What what is the depth of the offensive line? Yeah, uh, it's deep, and it's deeper than last year. And last year we had some guys get drafted and contribute right away, especially in the first round, especially at tackle. <clears throat> and this this group is going to be on papers better and deeper. And not only at tackle, but at guard and at center. And, you know, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these guys don't get their due, but you need these dudes. The Ravens could be in the market for one. The Steelers could be in the market for one in the first round. Uh, the Chiefs at the bottom of the first round uh, could use a, to solidify the offensive line. And, and there are a ton of dudes. And, you know, your guy Joe Alt is a name to keep an eye on as a top 10 Another pick. His, 
Yep, Blake Fisher. Um, he, you know, Blake Fisher was high, more highly rated coming in than, than Joe Alt. Started sooner than Joe Alt did in Notre Dame. Uh, hasn't had quite the career, but I think he has a chance to, to be a, a late day two guy and, and, and do some things with his athleticism. But there could be five, five to seven offensive linemen across the, the five positions drafted in, in the first round, and that might be selling us short. All right, what about uh, depth wide receiver and depth at running back? Running back, there's no Jameer Gibbs or Bijan. Uh, my favorite running back, it's pretty close. Jonathan Brooks towards ACL, unfortunately, for Texas, so he's on the mend. Trey Benson has an injury history at Florida State, but he's electric. And then there's Blake Corum and, and Braylon Allen, who's a bigger running back from Wisconsin. Uh, those feel like day two guys to me and maybe closer to the third and the second round. Wide receiver, deeper than last year. And, again, you're finding guys. You're going to find guys on day three. They're going to help your team uh, on day one. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the obvious guy that everyone talks about. Malik Neighbors is not far behind him at LSU. He's special. Roma Dunze is special. What he did at Washington, uh, Florida State's Keon Coleman is a big, strong, fast, high-point catch machine. He could be there at the bottom of the first round if the, if the Ravens are interested in a wide receiver there. And you could have five or six guys go early in the second that have an opportunity to perhaps slip into the first at some point, too. Uh, I mean, I'm, as I'm looking over my list of names here, like Ricky Pearsall is, is, had a really good career at Florida. Mm-hmm. He might be available late day two, early day three. And, and he's a good football player who helps you right away. But um, the, this group is so deep, 25, 30 deep, that could possibly be top 100 picks. What do you, what's your opinion of the quarterbacks and how important is the combine going to be, especially the interview, I'm guessing, for Caleb Williams, that's going to be big. Exactly. Like Caleb probably won't throw. I haven't heard, but I don't know why he would throw. Quarterbacks, the number one overall pick of the number one quarterbacks haven't thrown uh, with much frequency in recent years. Blake, uh, excuse me, Bryson do it last year. Bryson do it last year because he would have been sitting next to Anthony Richardson, and no one wanted to see that. So I, I get that part. Caleb can match these guys arm strength-wise. But I think the interview is going to be the most important thing. And not about Caleb so much as just you know his dad's involvement in Caleb's life professionally because right. yeah. that's been a talking point for months now. Um, I hope Drake May and Jaden Daniels throw. I want to see both those guys run because those guys could put us some pretty good times and give us something to talk about. But I think, and you know this – better than I do, Vinny. The, the most important thing, especially with quarterbacks, is, is talking to them and getting a sense of who they are, getting a sense of what they know. Because we've seen all the throws they made, and they're not going to make any throws at the combine that no one saw coming. So I think that's important. That said, if I were J.J. McCarthy, I would do everything because he wasn't asked to do anything at Michigan. And the more you see from him, the, the more he can sort of tell his own story because he's, he's getting the push as a top 15 type guy, and I just wish there was more tape on him to, to be able to say I feel good good about it or not good about it. Ryan, is there a guy in your mind that when the combine ends, all of a sudden it's going to be like he he goes like, whoa, all of a sudden he's a first-round guy? You know, folks aren't talking a lot about Chop Robinson, the edge rusher out of Penn State. He has possibly the highest motor in this draft class. He's slightly, and I say that, uh, emphasize the slightly undersized for an edge rusher. But you watch him play and you really enjoy him. I think he's going to put up some freakish numbers at the combine. Remember when Adafi Owe went to the combine and ran a four three or whatever yep, he yep, ran, and folks yep. were like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> what in the world?" Uh, I think Chop's a better player coming out. He's played more football than Adafi did coming out of Penn State, but he could put up those types of numbers. And I think he has a chance to be productive on day one, whatever he runs and whatever he bench presses and, and vertical leaps. I, I think he's a good player. We just he's got lost in the mix because we talk about some of these other edge rushers, and he's not quite as big as some of those other guys. By the way, Chop Robinson started his career at Maryland before he transferred to Penn State. Real quick, uh, 
Brian Wilson, CBSSports.com. Any buzz whatsoever about what the Bears might do with Justin Fields there? I think Justin's days are numbered. Um, I haven't heard that officially, but it feels like uh, Shane Walters is the UFC. They have the first pick. They could even trade down and get a quarterback at two or three if that's what they want to do. So I, I think the question is now becomes, we'll find out next week at the Combine when folks start to talk where Justin ends up and what the conversation is. I feel like a second rounder and change so might be enough to get it done, but we'll find out. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, joins us every Wednesday. Ryan, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. Thanks, Ryan. Enjoy Indy. I will. Thank you. All right. There's Ryan Wilson. Everybody we will come back, reset the program for you. Stay tuned for that. And then Rich Dubroff's going to join us live from Florida from BaltimoreBaseball.com. Get an update on the birds days away from the exhibition opener against the Boston Red Sox. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I suck at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Couple segments ago here on The Fan, Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We were talking about the running back free agents as listed. Top 10 by CBSSports.com. And, you know, ironically enough, we just talked to a guy mm-hmm. that works for CBSSports.com and Ryan Wilson. Now we got the wide receivers here. And, Vinny, you've made it clear that you'd prefer the Ravens maybe go running back as opposed to throwing a, you know, blank check at a wideout. First, let's run down the top 10 free agent for now available wideouts for this class. All right, number 10. Washington Commanders, Curtis Samuel, and it says best team fits, Dolphins, Bears, Texans, value, spot tracks, market value, uh, three years, 34.6 million, 11.5 average per year, 11.5 for your 10th highest rated receiver. Number nine, you'll know this name, Odell Beckham Jr. I've heard of that guy. Yes. Uh, Best team fits, Bob, Jets. Chiefs, uh-huh. Cowboys, one year, 12 million. 12 mil. Yeah. Is that 
according to you. That seems high. We're asking Vinny Serrato's opinion here. 12 mil. Ravens gave him, what, 15 last year. Yeah. And he turns 32 November 5th. Number eight, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Uh, best team fits. Bengals, Falcons, Eagles. Market values, three years, 26 mil, 8.7 average. He's turning 30 November 15th. Tyler Boyd, you know, forever known as that touchdown score Ravens season killer in 2017. But he's the third wheel in Cincinnati's wide receiver yeah. room. And we've had him on a couple of times. Yeah. Isn't he local, Bob? Uh, he's from Pitt. Went to University That's of right. Pittsburgh. Yeah. But uh, we, we, he's been on our show a couple of times. Mm. Number seven, Darnell Mooney, Chicago Bears. Uh, he's 24. Uh, he had, oh, in 2021, where he totaled career high at age 24. He, so he's he is 27. He turns 27 October 19th. Uh, best team fits. Chiefs, Ravens, Eagles. Four years, 41 million, 42 million, average 10.5. What are his measurables there? Uh, Mooney. Uh, however, injuries and offensives have centered around football dampened the last two seasons. Uh, Patrick, the Ravens could use more juice at the position in Baltimore with Odell's departure. Soft landings be a number three. He's five eleven, buck seventy three. Mooney. We got that. With Zay. Okay. Next. Gabe Davis. Buffalo Bills. There we go. Yep. Uh, best fits. Chiefs, Commanders, Bengals, four years, 54.5 million. Average 13.6 per year. <whistles> and he turns 25 April 1st. Yeah, and by the way, he had, what, a down year this year? Is that what we're saying? Um, yeah, 45 catches, 746, seven touchdowns. Yeah, playing somewhere else. Yeah, he he yeah he had a bad, bad year. 6-2-2-10 is big game, Gabe. All right, number five, another familiar name, Hollywood Brown. Hmm. Um, how about Marquise going to turn 27 December 20th? Best fits, Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, four years, 60 mil, 15 mil a year. We've danced that dance before, correct? Yeah, I, I, my biggest concern with him is, is does he love football? You know, a guy that dives in the ground all the time, wants to run out of bounds all the time. Number four is Calvin Ridley, Jacksonville. And this was a shocker to me that he's 30. He's 30 years old. Best fits, Jags, Lions, Titans. Four years, 68 minutes. Average 17.1 is the market value for him. Yeah, 76 catches, uh, over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. Another Alabama dude. Coming in at number three, this, this is a good Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, Colts, Texans, Bucks. Four years, 91 mil. Average 22.7. He's uh turns 27 October the 5th. Talented player. Very very talented. Coming in at number 2, Mike Evans. This this dude all he does is I mean if you sign Mike Evans you 1000 yards. You know, he's done it 10 years 10 years in a row. Mike Evans those uh 31 August 21st, 
four years, 95.3 million, average close to 24 mil a year. Let's uh, go ahead and cross him off the list real quick. Then number one is T. Higgins. Oh, boy. And uh, he's 25. Best fits, Bengals, Patriots, Titans. Four years, 75 mil. Average 18.6. So those are the top 10 rated by CBS and their market value. And two of them are basically former Ravens receivers. So what are you doing here? You're at the Costa. You're perusing this list uh, and extending beyond 10 players. But a lot of dough. A lot of dough, Ray Me Nolan, what do you think of that list? 20 mil? Inflated market. That's what I'm hearing. I don't Is see that, that even uh, and, and especially, and it might go, the thing that's going to help, you know, the buyers is, like Ryan Wilson just said, real deep receiver draft. That's one. I think you go bargain shop. You, you wait a couple weeks. You wait a week. You wait two weeks. Because if you buy them the first day, you're paying those kind of prices are higher. If you wait a week, you know, then all of a sudden, there's not uh, not the competition. Problem is, does anyone wait in the NFL? I mean, you know how it goes. That first day, not even the first day, the tampering period. Oh, the three-day tampering period. Yeah, we, a bunch of them will be signed. Yeah. I mean, it, and that sort of dictates the market. Oh, this, you know, somebody in our division just grabbed a receiver. Oh, we got to stock up. You know, it's an arms race. Well, yeah. The, well, the thing about it is, is the, only, the only thing that I would say is if it's a real deep receiver draft, you know, I can get, you know, a good receiver in the third round, fourth round, if it's that deep. You know, so it'll be interesting to see. Because I think the running back, because Ryan Wilson just said the running back's not deep. You know, there's not. In the draft. In the draft. So, I mean, and there's a bunch of talented running backs at free agency that maybe they will get paid more and the receiver prices come down. The old line prices are coming way down for free agents just because, you know, like Ryan said, the draft is really eight tackles could go in the first round. I can't see them, the Ravens, right, signing any of those guys for those projected price tags. I there. totally agree with you, Bob. And Evans was a guy over 130 targets. And Godwin had over 100. Leading target for the Ravens last year was Zay Flowers with 108. And then it was kind of allocated a little more fairly. Right. Where in Tampa it was pretty top heavy with Baker well, Mayfield. And, and then you figure that, you know, with Andrews missing a lot of time, I mean, he usually is over 100 target oh, sure. guy. I mean, likely he was going from like pretty much no targets to 40 right. when it was all said and done. Made the most of them for sure. But eh, I'm kind of with you guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm more it. like running back need ish, uh, but we'll defer to the experts, of course. When we come back, we'll defer to Rich Dubroff when it comes to the Orioles talk, you know, because he's there as he's been there all, well, for the week, last week or so. Full squad workouts, day two. How are things looking? Brandon Hyde did not confirm who will pitch the exhibition opener against Boston, but maybe we could start connecting some dots there. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw coming up here in a few minutes, and then Inside Access takes over, too. Then we got Shaking It Up Sports later tonight as well. Covering everything sports every day. 105.7 The Fan. Pete Henny, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. We're not going to let it linger for you, everybody. 
One more segment to go. Pick a song, favorite female artist or band. We'll play it. Send that request to the Plaza for text line. 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. Orioles down in Sarasota. Exhibition opener coming up Saturday against Boston. Here to talk about that and other things going on with the defending American League East champions from BaltimoreBaseball.com. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Rich Dubroff. Rich, what's happening? Hey, Bob. Hey, Vinny. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, Rich. Appreciate the time as always. Let's start with Cole Irvin since we actually started the show with him. He's now going to slide into one of them five rotation spots because of the injuries to Bradish and John Means. And he told you guys and ladies down there yesterday, he's, he lost some LBs, got himself in better shape, changed his eating habits. Disappointing 23, to say the least, for a guy we thought was going to get at least 150 innings in out of the rotation. Didn't even get to 80 overall. So for Cole Irvin, the run for redemption has begun, but his motivation would be what? Because he's got a golden opportunity to be an impact guy, it seems, this year. Well, right you are, Bob. He uh, his, motiv- his motivation is to make himself uh, make himself a lot of money. Because you know he's uh, uh, he, he's getting closer and clo- he's getting closer and closer to the uh, uh, to the time when he'll be able to when he'll be able to be a free a free agent. Not there, you know, not there yet. But uh, you know he needs to he, he needs to have a big season. I mean, it's one thing to have a, a a good season for a team that's not very good, like the Oakland A's. But you know when uh, when there when there's pressure and you're pitching in the American League East. In front of packed stadiums, you you have to pitch better, and uh, this is uh, this is Ir- this is Irvin's time. You know, coming into uh, coming into spring, we thought, well, Irvin would be a uh, being a long man in the bullpen, maybe a swing man, but now uh, it looks like he uh, he's going to be an important part of the rotation at least to start the season. Now, for Tyler Wells, was an important part of the rotation, first half of 2023, then wasn't, but was an important part of the bullpen in September and into the postseason. His mindset right now, Rich Dubroff, is what, knowing that there's another opening for him back in a rotation where he had, what, the lowest whip in the American League in the first half of the season. Uh, yes, and Tyler Wells, again, it's a it's a big uh it's a big season for Tyler Wells. He has to show that he can pitch, you know, if needed uh, as a starter for more than a half season. He was great for the, the first half of the season. And as soon as the all-star break came, uh, he just, uh, he, he ran out of gas. And as he said, he just was sort of out of whack with his mechanics. And so uh, I think the Orioles would have preferred to, to have him again be a swing, you know, again be a swing man, not being sure that he could make the, uh, you know, the, the 160 or 170 innings that he uh, that he'd need to pitch. But we'll see about we'll we'll see about uh, Kyle Bradish if he can come, you know, if he can come back. If Kyle Bradish can come back, uh, then maybe Tyler Wells doesn't have to pitch that many innings. But he is an important part of the rotation to begin the season. Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com, joining us here, 105.7 The Fan. Another guy that's been talked about by Brandon Hyde, 
down in Sarasota so far this uh, week has been Jorge Mateo, or as Rich as you know, he calls him Georgie. Georgie Mateo. Versatility is going to be key for him. We know the wheels. How could he possibly adapt to center field athleticism off the charts? We know the offensive struggles well documented last year after a brilliant April. But Jorge Mateo, another guy. Put him on the leather Rich Dubroff couch and knowing his role will be what this year? Well, short shortstop, some some backup shortstop, some backup center field. I mean, if things go well for uh, Cedric Mullins, if Mullins isn't isn't hurt, then maybe you'd only see uh, you know Mateo against some uh, some left hand some left handers, and maybe as a pinch runner, uh, he's got a lot of he he has a lot of speed. Uh, the speed is you know the speed's there. He was great in April last year, and then after that wasn't very good at all. So this is a really important time. His his place on the roster is not set in stone. You know, if he makes the team and he's not playing well and they have somebody else they want to bring up, well, he may move you know, he may move along. This is a very very deep camp. There are a lot of really good players on this team who aren't going to make the uh, opening day roster who would play on a lot of other major league teams. So there's pressure on, you know, on guys like Cole Irvin and Mateo to, uh, to show that uh, they can be quality big leaguers on a team that, on a team that expects to win. Hey, Rich, let, let's talk a little bit about Mullins because, you know, he was hitting the ball good yesterday. Um, you know, I, I had a baby, what, a couple months ago, so that's probably a relief for him. He looks healthy. How's the body look? And what do they need from him? You know, they need him on base because he steals bases. But batting average-wise, what was he, 260 last year? At 220. They need him. I think he was, he had 233. Uh, and, you know, Brandon was, say, Brandon was saying that if he could just, you know, play as well as he did the first two months of the season before he had the first groin strain. Uh, then that would, you know, that would be a good thing. It was just so interesting that here in 2021, he was a 30-30 guy, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, first in franchise history. And, you know, then the team, as the team has gotten better, his stats haven't been as good. And if he can get close to where he was in, in 2021, then I think that he would be a great, you know, a, a great addition to the, the core that they have. You know, for a few years, everybody was all excited about Mullins, and he's still a really good player. But, you know, with with Henderson and, and Rutschman and Jackson Holiday, then, you know, a guy like him can sort of, uh, can, can sort of be semi-forgotten, and he wants not to be uh, semi-forgotten. And, you know, his center field play is still excellent. So I, I think that this is a really big year for him, too, uh, because – uh, you know he can show. He needs to show that uh, uh, that he can help this team win. And last year they sort of won in spite of uh, his offense. Hey, Rich, who who came into camp like changed their body? Like, whoa, look at look at him, how he looks. And then who else is like standing out? Like not the normal guys, but like somebody under the radar type guy you're kind of impressed with also. Yeah, well, Jackson Holiday looks like he's uh, like he's put on some bulk, uh, and I think that's uh, you know that, that's pretty impressive for a 
you know, for, for a 20 year old, you know, some of the guys who I think I'm going to be looking at uh, careful, carefully are the guys in, in the bullpen. You know, some of these guys like, uh, you know, like Nick, like Nick Vespi and the guy I wrote about today, uh, today, Luis Gonzalez, they have a lot of interesting candidates for the uh, last couple of spots in, uh, in the bullpen, you know, with Wells and uh, Irvin, moving from the uh, bullpen into the starting rotation there are a couple of there are a couple of spots that are open so that's going to be a really interesting uh a really interesting sort of uh a competition you know one of the things that has stood out about the Orioles the last few years is they've come into camp uh having bullpen spots and guys that you didn't think were going to get spots like uh Felix Batista and Yenier Cano uh, turned out to be important uh, important pieces, and that's what they're looking for this year. Guys who we're not really thinking about. Uh, they have a lot, you know they have a lot of pitchers in camp. All of a sudden, they just uh, acquired one the other day from uh, from the Yankees, Matt Crook, uh, a left you know a left hander. There's Tucker Davidson and Jonathan Heasley. All sorts of names we'll be uh, looking at this spring, and those are uh, those those are the guys I'm going to be looking at. Well, when you make it back to Baltimore and I see it, Camden Yards, I'll be seeing if your body's changed, Rich Dubra. From BaltimoreBaseball.com, Rich, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having Rich. me on, guys. Yeah. There's Rich Dubra for everybody. We'll come back, take a trip through the funhouse. Dolan McGraw, then Inside Access takes over, too. Work, work, work sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Haiti, 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Last song chosen by you, the people. Who's this? Carrie Underwood? Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Way off. Samsonite. We're back tomorrow for Total Request Thursday. You pick the songs at 410-583-1057. Starting at 11 o'clock, you get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. Talk about the Orioles, their day that is in progress. The Ravens, the offseason that's in progress. And all the other sports news of this day. But Nolan, real quick before we get to the funhouse, what do you think of all this free agent potential for the Ravens trying to fill some needs? And we haven't even gotten into the offensive line yet. Right, the money just doesn't seem there for wide receiver I think that I'm not really going out on a limb by saying that but we were talking about how fast the market will move well I'm interested to see how fast the running backs are going to move last year the big storylines around all right guys wanted more money than they were being offered guys held out it didn't really work for them this offseason are the big names the Barclays those guys are they going to be a little more quick to sign are, are they going to fly off the board in that first week of free agency or are they going to sit around and wait to me i think last year showed that all right you're fighting an uphill battle really is no winning at this point just take what they're giving you if you're being coveted in that first week of free agency that's probably the best offer you're going to get well the, th- the thing about it is is you need one to kind of set them let's just say barkley signed for like six mil then all of a sudden the market is real low. But if let's Barkley or somebody sign or Josh Jacobs signs for fourteen a year, then people may then it's going to wait take a little bit longer. I think because then people are like, oh no, we want cheap backs, not uh, we don't want to pay you know high price. And it's the comparison game times a hundred. 
because usually you're saying, okay, who's your comparable? But he's right. already signed with another team. Now you're compar- You're all on the market at the same time. So you got these teams are looking at, like we did the other day, well, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. well, okay, he's got more yards per carry than Saquon Barkley. Or this guy's got more receiving talent, you know, vice versa, that sort of thing. And the Giants could still tag Barkley again if they want to. Yeah. If they choose to do it. But of those free agent running backs that Vinny mentioned, top 10 CBSSports.com, DeAndre Swift. I'm, like Bob, I'm Bar, Bar, Bob Barker. Come on down. <laughs> Make it work. And he could end up being the most coveted guy just yeah. from a age, youth, a youth yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Right? Eddie brings a little out of the backfield, yes, catching the ball does. a little bit. Hey, let's make this thing a reality. It's video at 81057, the Fan Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057, the fan. We'll start here with the Orioles. A texter says, I just don't see a role for Jorge Mateo on this team. Ramon Arias should be ahead of him in the utility infielder discussion, and he certainly shouldn't be getting outfield reps over guys like Kowser, Kerstad, or even Stowers. As we just heard from Rich Dubrow, this process is going to play out. But Brandon Hyde has long been an advocate for Georgie. Mateo, so there's always an advantage there. I mean, if he's raking in spring training, at the very least, he's increased his possible trade value, too. And that positional versatility. Same with Arias, by the way. Uh, Another one here on the infield says, Westberg's development will be the key to the infield coming together. If he's holding down second base, then you can move guys accordingly. Uh, I guess he's talking about Holiday, where you play him. I think Westy's going to have a nice year. We're going to see some of that power. Didn't see much of it when he got called up from Norfolk, but he's got 20 to 25 homer power. Second base, third base. We'll see a lot of them there, I would assume, this year. Well, one on and Mar- rightfully so, by the way. Right. Uh, this one here on the Terps. Texter says, uh, you're talking about Mark Turgeon earlier, how fans feel about him now. Uh, texter here points out that Turgeon uh, likely wasn't going to deal with the NIL BS, which has come about in college sports here in recent years. Uh, Also notice he hasn't taken another job since leaving Maryland. Seems to indicate that he doesn't like the way college has gone. Or he's liking that buyout money that Maryland gave him. Yeah. He pieced out. Yeah, he can. Middle of a season. Right. Not even the middle of the season. It was like December. Maryland's paying for his vacation. Yeah. So Mark Turgeon, look, he's from the, he played for Larry Brown. He's a Larry Brown disciple. I mean, he had some good teams, but he replaced the legend. And that guy's always going to be under more scrutiny, it seems, than the guy after, which Kevin Willard is right now. And one last one here. Texter says this player will probably be franchise tags uh, tagged. But thoughts on Michael Pittman. Remember you guys uh, wanting to trade for him last offseason. Is there still interest? He's a free agent now. Yeah, right. he's and he he's gonna be a lot of money, so I I don't. There's no way that the Ravens would would uh, go for him. Yeah, he's what was like fourth or fifth in that <laughs> yeah. list. He's like 15 mil at least right now. No, he was higher than that. Yeah, I think he was like 17. Say what? 26 years old. So yeah, yeah. he's uh, this Productive. is first first big payday for him. And right? look, oh, look at all the quarterback nonsense he's dealt with. 
during his career yeah. with the Colts. And he had a hell of a year. Yes, he did. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. That's going to do it for us. We're back tomorrow, as we said, for Total Request Thursday. Inside Access coming up next. Later on in the evening, Cordell Woodland's going to take over with Shaking It Up Sports. He's got a lot to get to as well. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. For now, class dismissed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.